Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Two Dudes and One Cart. I'm joined with John, as always, and we have a very special guest, Mr. Matt Blair. Matt shares with us his history in the game. He's a teaching professional and gives us a lot of background and a lot of stories and a lot of laughs. So I hope you sit back and enjoy this episode with Mr. Matt Blair. I'm joined with John as always, and we have a very special guest, Mr. Matt Blair. Matt, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? Well, I'm not doing too bad. John, how about you? I think I'm doing better than Steve in his hundred degree fever. Yeah, but... I'm. Uh, I'm a little under the weather, but uh, some uh, Dayquil and some Halls hopefully will get me through without uh, going unconscious. <laughs> Jordan did his best work when he was uh, sick, so I think he'll he'll be just scored sixty three against That's Boston. Right. Little flu pod, we'll be good. <laughs> might want to watch out. We might start getting tested for that. <laughs> no, no kidding. So, Matt, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, about your history in the golf game, and, you know, kind of bring us up to date as to where you currently are at your at your uh, teaching studio, sir, if you would. Sure. Uh, you know, like every typical kid, I started at four years old. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I did all the junior golf. Um, I, I played pretty well in high school. Uh, got offered a, a scholarship to go to Anderson Junior College in Anderson, South Carolina, where I was uh, Jay Sewell, who's the uh, golf coach now at Alabama uh, men's team. I was his first ever recruit. And then uh, and then uh, went there for a year, and then I transferred over to Ball State and played there for three years. And uh, when I got out, you know, I, I, I did what, you know, what I wanted to do. I wanted to become a golf professional and didn't really know where I wanted to go in terms of that, but, you know, I, I, I went to work for my, really my idol in the game of golf, Bill Murray, and uh, not, not the actor, um, the golf pro, and uh, at Beachwood Golf Course, I worked for him for two years, and, and you know, I gave all the lessons there for two years, and I really started to enjoy it, um, and I started to build my craft there, and then I, I, I moved to Potawatomi, and and uh, did the assistant thing there and still taught really a lot there. Um, and then uh, moved over to uh, Michigan City, was the head golf professional there. Uh, still, again, I, I was teaching more than I was working um, and then moved over to Legacy and that same thing. And then finally in 2006, I was like, you know, I'm just going to teach. And uh, since 2006, that's all I've been doing, um, you know, ever since about 2000, I've kind of had this idea about the studio. Um, I've done a lot of research in it and, uh, you know, really found what's the best technology. That's that's where golf's really going. That's why you're seeing these young kids come out and, and not afraid to play against the best players in the world. When I turned professional and went out and tried to play, you know, um, I mean, I, I was scared to death and, and uh, these kids are, you know, going, well, let me just get out of college and get on the Ryder Cup. So, um, you know, so th that's one of those things. And so I, I just kind of did that. And I've had some success in teaching. And and then I coached uh, at the university level, Division One for uh, 13 years at Valpo University and at University of Illinois, Chicago. Um, so, you know, yeah, I've kind of tried to touch all avenues of, of golf, and I think I have, but uh, 
but uh, yeah, that's kind of my background in the game of golf. Where do you where do you think that that this all came from? As far as um, you know, it seems like kids are just completely on attack mode anymore. Um, you, you you just think that's the tiger effect, or I mean, what's led to that? I mean, basically, it's it's they're they're a lot more ballsy, I guess, for a lack of a better yeah. term, than they ever were before. Um, you just think it's they saw that swagger and they just want to continue with that. I think so. You know. When I was in college, my my golf coach, uh, early Estes Meyer, always said fairways and greens. You know, uh, par par was a great score. Um, and now these kids, they're not afraid to make doubles because um, they know that they'll make six birdies in a round. So what's a double bogey? And and the analytics now of it uh, of golf has really helped. Um, you know, percentages and understanding and getting it to a wedge as much as you can. Um, you know, 88% of all birdies on tour are made with a wedge. So it's not the cut of grass, you know, back when I was playing and playing professionally, you know, hitting it in a fairway was very important. Yeah. I think with the rollback of the golf ball, you're going to see that, that the fairways are going to become much more important, but, um, you know, a lot of things, uh, but yeah, the, the, the major contributor to that is technology being able to hit clubs the right yardages the right times and they're just not afraid to make a double and it doesn't phase them at all yeah you, you kind of stole my thunder there is um i think not only tiger but i think really uh mark brody had a a, a tremendous impact just with strokes gangs i think you take that information and not that guys like Jack and those guys didn't know that if you get down there, I mean, Jack bombed it and yeah. knew what it took. But I think you couple that with what the um, equipment has changed over the years and the golf ball as well. And then you throw in strokes gain. They, I mean, they basically know they just need to hit the hell out of it and go down there and try to wedge it close. Correct. Correct. And, you know, an aim point, uh, the Stracoline books, the green reading books, I mean, all of these things, you know, the, I don't want to say the skill was taken out of the game. This episode of Two Dudes, One Cart is brought to you by Mid Golf Company. Because golf is already expensive enough. But, I mean, trust me, if I had it at that age, I would have used it. You know, so um, technology has really made golf easier. I mean, you know, when I played, when I played in high school, we couldn't even use a push cart. You had, you had to petition the state to get a push cart. Wow. Now it's push cart nation, right? Um, and to me, I think that's why you see a lot more. Um, I, 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 you know, in my in my teachings and all the kids that seem to get hurt or back problems are all kids that push carts. Uh, so, so it's just it, you know. But again, uh, getting a little bit off topic there. But yeah, I mean, the, the world has changed completely in the game of golf, and especially in my time. You know, I, I mean, I had a wooden driver. Uh, so, so my one. My one corn ferry event, they had a they had a long drive competition, and it was the year that they went over a billion dollars in contributions. And so you hit a ball and a driver from 1937, and I outdrove Bubba Watson by 40 yards. Wow! You know, I mean, but the technology, I mean, the kids don't understand like the golf ball on the head. I mean, hitting it on the screws is a is a lost term, right? And and, you know, so all of these factors play into it and scores are only going to get lower. And you, and the other side of it too, is the mental side of it. Like 
you know, so many people were afraid to go low, right? Like if you right. shot 68 in high school, you were, you were a stud. If you did it twice in a year, you were all state. Um, now, if you shoot 68, you're lucky if you're getting, getting recruited by a division two school, division three. Yeah. And it seems like uh, the mentality, like, you know, I've always heard Nicholas say, you know, he would just put a round together and force guys to kind of come, you know, to try to come get him, you know, and Tiger was just put the foot down and go. And it seems like that's the mentality that these kids are taking, but to get back kind of the teaching, uh, do you think the kind of the old school way of um, watching ball flight, you think that's gone now with the, with basically with track man? I mean, or is there even, do we even care about that anymore? Uh, Yes and no. Um, I think once you find a ball flight, then you just stick with it. That, that's the shot you hit 95% of the time. Um, and, and so I think from a from that part of it, yeah, ball flight laws are gone. But from a teaching standpoint, you just find out what ball flight laws they fall into, and then you you keep you keep honing their skill on that ball flight so that they can do it without thinking. And yeah, I think- I think that uh, it's more of a method now. It would seem like if guy, even guys are using track man out on the range, but you see some of the um, Butch Harmon or whatever, you know, he just stands back there and he's like, he can see that ball flight and go, hey, you just need to move the ball up uh, half a rotation. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but 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 he, that's why he's the best teacher in the world because, right. you know, he has he has a simple set of of theories and you know that's what i think makes you a great teacher is when your theories are simple like for me i i I teach out of pga right posture grip and alignment and once you understand those those become very simple and and i've been outside with the track mans and and i'll be away from the track man and and i'll be within you know tense of face angle and path and and swing direction and launch direction and they go, you didn't even see it. No, I, I could see the ball flight, you know. But again, I, I think from a kid's standpoint, yeah, that that avenue's gone because, you know, kids today, there's a lot more instruction involved. Um, there's a lot more technology involved. So learning how to do things is gone. Like going out, and I mean, when I was a kid, I would hit balls till my hands bled. Um, I used to have cord grips and everybody thought my grips were really cool because the top of them were red and the bottom of them were white. I think I started the compound grips, right? You know, the different <laughs> colors, but mine were just blood. And and I would hit balls until my hands would bleed. And I would find out, like, you know, I, I was I was terrible. I, I I didn't have my first golf lesson until I was 19 years old. And, and every shot I hit back then was left to right. Well, I guess I was ahead of the curve. But I played a golf course in New York one time, and every every one went left. And I the only way I could hit a ball left was hit a tree on the hit a tree on the right and have it kick over to the left. And um, you know I had to learn, um, and and that's when I got involved with George Thomas. And George really taught me how to do those things. And kids today, the 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 thinking part of it is gone. Right? It's 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 kind of like a video game to them. It's like. Well, okay, I didn't reach the end, so I'll just hit start again, and and we'll get to the beginning, and we'll just try it again, and I'll try to get my club path to 
to three degrees out and I'll try to get my face angle to the launch a half a degree to the inside, uh, depending on if you're left or right handed. And, and I'm going to hit this little, little, you know, 10 yard draw, or I'm going to hit this little eight yard draw and I'm going to hit it consistently. The beautiful thing about it is, is I, I can do it indoors or outdoors now and understand. And that year round training really helps. Um, but again, like some of us older pros, and I can't believe I get to say that now. Um, I don't need the track man. The track man just reaffirms what I say to people and, and how I try to really keep it as simple as I can in explaining to it. Yeah. John put together, a, we shot a really good video when we were up there and, uh, uh, it was, it was basically, that's a, that your whole, that whole lesson you were given that young man was, uh, pretty much uh, my golf swing. <laughs> I suck <laughs> it back. And, in, Steve. <laughs> I suck it back and spin out. So it was, I think John was kind of laughing because he kept eyeballing me going, Hey, I think I, it's like, he's teaching you over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I can send you that video if you need it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. And, and, you know, you kind of saw, and, and actually I'm glad you guys shot that little trailer because I really, you know, don't watch myself too much, give a lesson, but, and I think that's why now I, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm not very popular with kids because, you know, I, I you heard me say to the one, I, I'm, I'm not here, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here to make you better. I'm not here to be your friend. And, you know, so that thing is, is, you know, I say some things and I, and I say things a lot to, to get your attention. Um, you know, like when I told that kid, you suck, you know, boy, if you guys could have seen the look on his face from the other side, I mean, that would have been priceless. And, you know, then, but then you got to tell him, it's like, okay, so why do you think you suck? It's because you suck the club in. And, and then you saw like at the end, I mean, this kid was just, you know, he even said, you know, his nine irons going 20 yards further, you know, and trust me, I'm not that good. You know, it's just simple. If, yeah, if I keeping get it those kind of results, you can tell me I suck all day long. Yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, John. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, for the listeners out there, I went to Matt for, I don't know, three or four years when he created that Matt Blair's uh, golf studio. And it like, I loved it because you do keep it simple. Uh, and it's just easy to digest and you make small tweaks. So you're not reinventing my, my swing. Thank God. Um, but those small tweaks, it's like, okay, you got me dialed, you know, and then I'd come back in a month later and then get, had to get redialed because I never practiced enough, but it's uh keep it simple, stupid. And I love, I love that PGA acronym. I mean, I just, I think that's hilarious and true all at the same time. Yeah. And, and that's that thing, you know, cause I, I've always believed that every, everybody swings a thumbprint, right. And you know, I'm 340 pounds of chewed bubble gum. If you think I'm going to swing it like Tiger Woods, you're, you're off the rails. You know, and and I love it because I have a guy that comes to me all the way from Lowell and, you know, he laughs. He goes, you know, and I come to you because you and I are shaped the same. I'm like, let's talk, you know. So our PGA really fits. And and, and I can, you know, and, and that's the one thing I like, I still enjoy playing uh, the game of golf. And I, I still enjoy competing. And so I think that's why I, I can relate to people like John, you know, like, you know, you love to compete. And and, you know, so. You don't need big things. You need little things like just here, you know, just a little turn of the grip this way or moving the ball up a position or, or, you know, Hey, where are you lined up here? I mean, are you trying to hit a draw? Okay. Then why do you line up left? 
You know, oh, I want to hit that big sweeping one. Well, how's that work out? Well, about one out of every 10. Well, there you go. If I was playing the lottery, that'd be great. But we're not playing the lottery. You know, I went to nine out of 10. So I, I aim right to hit it left. You know, uh, simple things. But, uh, and and that's what's, that's a lot of what I try to do is just find your, find your thumbprint. And then I try to match everything up to that. I mean, Matt, we're, 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 me and you were pretty much identical as far as we're just talking about eating a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I need all the help I can get. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and yeah, but you know what, though? It's so funny because I, I think a lot of people think their golf swing's on the, on the verge of falling off a cliff when really all they got to do is put the key in the car, right? Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and golf's a lot simpler than what it is. I mean – the, the funny thing is, is my, my, my teacher, George Thomas always used to tell me, you know, why are you looking at that ball so long? You found it. And they'd go, you swing to what's out there. And you know, when you're 19 to 25 years old, I, you know, I, I had a 4.0 in college. It just took two semesters to do it. And so that, that hard thing is I wasn't very smart and I didn't get things very quickly. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm living proof of brute force and ignorance and I'll just outwork you. But the thing is, is I was playing with my daughter one time, 36 holes on a 4th of July when she was 13 years old. And, and I didn't say anything about her golf swing all day, which is the first time ever in her short career at that point. But she shot 73, 73 that day. And I went to her at dinner and I said, cookie, I go, did you know what you shot today? And she goes, no, I have no idea dad. I go, you shot 73, 73. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I did play well. I go, what was the difference there? She goes, you didn't tell me anything about my golf score. I'm like, okay. And she goes, all you did was tell me where to hit it. And she goes, I can, I can do that. And I'm like, you know, my 13 year old daughter taught me, taught me something that my teacher had taught me 20 years ago and I never understood it. So again, not very smart, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a slow learner and a quick forgetter. And, and it just took me a long time to learn and that people have to learn to swing to a target. And, and that C's get degrees, right? You you darn right. You're darn right about that. So, you know, you don't have to be the most intelligent person. You just gotta, you gotta understand what you do well. And at the end of the day, what I do well do it over and over again. I mean, a golf professional is going to make eight bad swings around. So in the course of four rounds, he's going to make 32 bad swings. It's just their bad swings are better than ours, right? At the end of the day. And, and you know, um, but the average golfer doesn't understand. That. I mean, I, I love how everybody comes in sometimes and tells me what's wrong with their golf game and then I, I and, and golf swing. And I'll say, well, you're doing this. I say, no, I don't. And I said, well, then obviously you know more than I do. And I don't know why you're here. And, you know, now I'm, now that I'm 51, I can say that to people, you know, when I was younger, I would always cheerlead you a little bit, but, oh, yeah. and I think, but I think that's why I get better results because there is that sense of honesty and, you know, and, and I'm not the right fit for everybody, but, and, and, but I, I'm going to tell you what I think is going to make your game better. And, and so far I've been pretty lucky in my life. Yeah. I had a, uh, I had a golf professional tell me, he said, you know, it's just a game of misses. Unfortunately, yours are fairways. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Ironically, that is still true. Not, not all the time, but it's that you're right. In, in, in golf, if you can just, uh, if you can control those that it, it becomes an easier game, but I think mentally we all make it a lot harder than it has to be. And then once you start doing that, it becomes physically harder than it should be. Boy, yeah. I mean, you ain't kidding. I mean, I, I, I see it so much, especially coaching in college, you know, like a lot of talented players that I had over the 13 years and, you know, I never did much with their golf swings. I mean, it just, you had to explain to them how to play and, you know, and that's what people don't understand. I mean, I've played with Jim Furyk and I'm going to tell you something, 68 shots later, that golf swing pretty good, you know, and, and the guy made $72 million over, over a lifetime on the, on the PJ tour. So, but we're all drawn to this perfect golf swing. We're all drawn to two tiger 2000. We're all drawn to, you know, nobody putts like, Jack Nicholas and he was the best putter in the world under pressure. Right. Um, but we, we, we get drawn to perfection. And the one thing that stands in the way of perfection in golf is, is execution. So, you know, and what's perfect. Nobody's ever shot 18 and nobody ever will in this game. So, right. you know, my, my one mental thing that I would ask all of my recruits, what's a perfect, what's a perfect game of golf to you? And they'd go 72. And I'd say, well, but if I shot 71, I'd beat you. So that can't be perfect. Well, then they go, oh, yeah, well, uh, uh, 54. 54 would be a perfect game of golf. Yeah, but if I shot 53, I'd beat you, you know. And then at the end of the day, we would get to 18. I'd say, we play a game that's imperfect. So why are you seeking perfection? And And that really blows their mind. And it blows everybody's mind because – my thought process is, is, you know, make golf as simple as it can. So if hitting fairway is the hardest thing to do for you, why are you trying to hit them? Right. You'll, you'll find out the more, the, the bigger you make your area and, and just say, Hey, I just want an open shot to the green. I'm already used to hitting it out of the rough. I got that shot down. You know, I've got, I've got, <laughs> I've got students that come in and go, you know, I, I, I don't think I want to hit the fairway because, I liked a little bit of fluff underneath the ball. I like bad lies. I know I can go down after he goes, give me a perfect fairway shot. He goes, I'll chunk it every time. I'm like, Oh, there you go. There's good thinking right there. That's <laughs> solid, you know, but give yourself open shots. That's your fairway, right? It, it used to be when I was out playing the, the funny comment always used to be, you know, the, the definition of a fairway is on tour. And it's like, no, what is it? It's like, it's just an unobstructed view to your target. It's not the cut of grass. And, and I, and, and when I learned that, it really freed me up. I started hitting more fairways. So uh, it's that psychological part of it. Yeah, sometimes sometimes you just got to tell yourself it's a much better angle from over here. Exactly. You know, hey, the, the person that has to approve is you, not me, right? And, right. and always remember that. Well, my, my all my have to do to get a perfect round in is just one stroke better than John. That's That's all I really have to do. And, 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 you know, that, that's a great, that, and, and that's, and that's the way more people should play. I, 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 I'll tell you a funny thing. I, 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 in my lifetime, I've been very fortunate to play a lot of golf with and, and caddy for Mike Kaiser, uh, you know, the dunes club, sand Valley band and dunes. And I asked Mike one time, I, I said, Mr. Kaiser, I said, why don't you take lessons? He goes, Matt, I'm a very good mediocre golfer. Why would I want to ruin? Them? It's like, it's like, that's perfect. You know, he goes, I don't get upset. 
And and he goes, I play 18 holes in three hours and 45 minutes walk. And it, it, it is. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. What's your uh what's the youngest person you have that comes into the studio? Are you seeing a lot of parents bringing in, you know, you know, 10, 11, maybe it's eight or are you? Yeah, I would say this year we have a lot more eight year olds. Nice. Um, and, and, and it's funny you even asked that because it, we, we, we just started doing back junior programs. We've done a lot of high school programs in the past, but we brought back juniors and, you know, a lot of eight year olds and, and they're, really eager to be better right i think the pga junior league has brought that on i think drive chip and pot um has brought that on uh, great programs to get kids involved in the game of golf um and i think that's big i i, I think we are seeing a younger movement um and you know now you're seeing even at their age uh, you know baseball teams are already being scouted for you know, they're, you know, hey, I didn't make uh, the Lakeshore Travel Blue team. So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to – I'm going to start playing golf because guess what? They're not going to take me out of the game and I get to choose what I want to do. And and I think parents are seeing that as well too. And and uh, they're getting their, their children more involved in golf. Well, and it's, a, it's just another avenue. I don't know how much for uh... – for boys anymore but i know it's a big avenue for girls to get full rides into college i think um the men's game has just exploded so much so we almost don't have enough schools and especially when you see you know guys out there in college that are you know, hell you got some guys that are you know shooting 59s and you watch a oh, yeah. corn fairy event and they're dropping 61s on a regular and even when you do a, you watch you hear any highlights from Monday qualifiers? I don't know the last time I've heard anybody shoot, you know, over sixty three at this point. Yeah, it, well, and, and you know that's what's so funny because you know I went to Q school a few years ago for the Champions Tour, and the scores are still kind of the same. So I, I, I look at the Monday qualifiers; their scores are still kind of the same. Now you go to the PGA Tour qualifiers, what they were thirty years ago. Sorry, now you go look at these kids. Like you said, you shoot sixty three, you might be in a playoff mm-hmm. to get in. And, you know, you look now that, that, that freshman that just came in that mid freshman that just came in, I, I want to say is from Arizona state. I want to say for three rounds, the kid averaged 63 in his first college event. You know, right. I, I would have had to quit on 12, you know, um, all three days. I, I wouldn't, I got 54 holes in, you know, it's just, it's, it's really, again, the, the mentality of scoring has changed quite a bit. Um, I think if you, if you, I don't think you should dial the golf ball back, no. grow the rough up to six inches. You, you would, again, that would change the, the, the thought process of how you play, um, you know, hit more fairways. I mean, just in noticing for our data that we use here, you know, if you hit it in the fairway, the ball goes 13 yards farther than what, than what you do if you hit it, in the rough and it doesn't matter who you are, you know? So that bigger thing is, um, you know, these kids today, I mean, they just bomb it so far, but rough doesn't scare them. Put some trees in there, you know, uh, great golf courses used to be very, very narrow. Now you see these guys and you know, they, they don't want to go play colonial. It's too tight. 
You know, I can't bomb it around corners. I can't, the, and, the, and the ball doesn't move as much either, right? Right. So they can't, they can't move it 80 yards around a corner and keep it in the air, you know? Um, so it's interesting. It, it's just funny how, how you look at a lot of these golf courses now and they're so big, not just from a length standpoint, but from a width standpoint. Um, oh, yeah. We went out know, to uh, Payne's Valley. I don't know what two or three years ago, Steve, and some of those fairways were like felt like they're a hundred yards wide, and then yeah. you hit it in the you hit it in the rough, and it was like, okay, it's like I'm in the fringe, like the ball is yeah. just up. Um, so I love. I mean, I'm lucky to be at an old 1920s professional club in uh, Lebanon, and I mean, it's like if yeah, you miss, great. yeah, if you miss, you got to miss like a whole fairway over because right. it's tight. Uh, the greens are fast and sloped. Uh, and I know like some of our buddies, the longer hitters, if they go there, like I have a good chance at beating them, even though they're, you know, on paper, two to three strokes better. Just because yeah. I'm hitting my little 250 yard bunt down the middle and put one on the green or close. Yeah. You know, fairways and greens, you know, that's the, that's the one thing that, uh, you know, is a, a very underrated stat anymore. And, and, you know, Hitting greens, hitting the green and even the right spot is is not so much a, a thing anymore. You know, you used to be afraid if the greens were 12 on step. Now you're mad if your local muni's not a 12. And you know, so this is how things have changed. And and like you said, I, I love you, right? And I remember I played in the Ulan Open. Gosh, this was back in the early 2000s when I could really bomb it. And I just remember starting on the 10th hole, which was the first hole for me that day. And, you know, I'm going to hit big driver, going to go around the corner. And, and and I think a kid in the, in the playground got my, got my golf ball. And, you know, you start <laughs> out with that double and, and now you sit there and go, well, gosh, you know, what do you do? Um, you know, and, 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 and then the rest of the day, I mean, I think I still shot under par that day, but I really took driver out of my hand and put the ball in play because that's what that golf course calls for. Yeah. You know, uh, you get to, what is that? Uh, 15. Uh, th yeah. Yeah. Like everybody wants to try to drive that thing. And I, I made a joke one time, my daughter played in a master's event there and we we're playing a practice round. I told all the kids, I said, you know, so when I was your age, I said, I used to hit three wood on this green and, uh, they'd all go, really? And I go, yeah, but these trees were a lot shorter when I was your age too, <laughs> yeah. you know? I'm gonna and, tell you what, Matt. I I'm pretty sure I hit that guy. I hit that same kid on ten, but now he has a kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just, I've done that same thing on that hole. Yeah, and you know that's the beauty of it. everybody. You know, you talk to the long hitters; they look at ten and they go, "Oh, you know, like, well, I don't know why they started on that hole. I, I I can't hit driver." Well, you can. You just got to be good at it. You know, you got to learn how to shape it. You can't just bomb it. I mean, that hole right there. I mean, it's a it's a two iron to a four iron to just an easy wedge into the green. I don't know why that's such a hard mentality for kids, but it, it is to have them hit iron off the tee is hard for them to sit there and go, I got to hit it two twenty. you know, well, that's a five iron who hits five iron off the tee. Well, you should, you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I don't see a whole lot of people doing that. Uh, especially the younger guys or the people that are new to golf. You don't see them like having the core strategy uh, of being able to pick like the right club hit, you know, you just need to be, what do you want in right on that hole? You're going to be 130 in if you hit it 220. 
Yeah. Take out your 220 club and put it to 130 and you got a you know a pitching wedge in your hand. Well, it's it's it, it's hard for kids today because they have to break out their phone to do the math with it. So that that would slow down play. So just hit driver. It's easier. I, sure. I'd much rather slow down play than look for golf balls, right? Mm -hmm. So um, but that's you know, and, and that's that mentality, right? I mean, they don't course management is hard. Like we 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 work a lot with the kids. And especially right now, because, you know, qualifying is going to be coming up for high school teams. And, you know, it's like, guys, like you could literally qualify for your high school team by hitting six iron or less and and just playing golf and learning how to chip and putt. And, well, why would I want to do that? Well, because you'd be really good at it if you did. And so, you know, those are all difficult things for for people to to grab onto from a from a golf course management standpoint. Like the, like you said, the Ulins of the world the south bend country clubs i mean just those golf courses are so much fun to play and and uh you know it's it it's funny a few years ago i uh was went to go qualify again for the state open and went down to monticello and and for all of you that don't know i i, I shot 60 there one time in the in the monticello open and i'm standing there on the tee that the, the new golf or the new assistant golf professional was there and he said to Jaden Owsley, he said, oh, Jaden, he goes, great course record the other day. And I'm like, hmm, wow. I said, Jaden, I said, you got the course record? He goes, yeah, I shot 66. And I was like, hmm. I go, and the guy looks at me and he goes, well, why? Do you, why are you looking at that? I said, well, I have the course record. I shot 60. And the guy, he didn't even know. And, and, and you know, it's, it's funny. I had to send him uh, the picture of my scorecard from the i uh from the indiana section and, and it's just but it's funny right because that golf course you know you take a kid that can bomb it and it's it's really kind of a hard golf course because you you got to kind of there's a lot of holes where you got to hit little nooks and crannies in there and uh you know you, you had to use course management had to keep the ball underneath the hole be be a little bit more aggressive with it so uh, you know, those are all different things. Right. And and that's why it's hard for kids like to play a golf course, like a, a Ulin, um, uh, even, uh, you take Highland country club. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love they have, they have Butler has hosts a lot of events there and these kids should be shooting, you know, 61s and sixties on that golf course as, as good as they putt and putt now, but off the tee, they, they, they try to drive every green yeah and and that's what puts them in big trouble so interesting and and, and it and course management is where the really good ones um they understand it and that's why they can shoot 61s and 62s now because they can flip wedges in there and know that a wedge can go 140 yards do you oh, think sure that, not to jump off topic but this the on this ball rollback and on on rough in general, do you, do you think they're just they're doing these type of things at least for the PGA Tour? I mean, I know you've seen the old photos of like Hogan in the rough, and he's hell the grass is like knee high, and you see the struggles that the we have in Ryder Cup when we go up to Europe, and all they do is pinch the fairways and and grow the the rough up a little bit. I I don't understand unless it's just a. Uh, just for TV that they want to do this, that, you know, they keep the fairways open, they keep the rough short. Um, I don't even see the ball rollback affecting those guys really whatsoever. Maybe where they hit three woods, some of the guys might hit driver. 
or they might take less a lofted driver and kind of, you know, pound up on it like Bryson. Um, what do you, I just don't, do you understand the theory behind all that? I, I don't, I, I, well, the, the, the bad thing is, is that a lot of the older golf courses that used to host majors are now obsolete. They, they can't be used. And to some of them, it hurts their feelings. So they want that opportunity again to, to host those types of events. And the only way they can do it, they, they, they've run out of land. They can't, they can't get the property to the length that the USGA needs to host the U S open at you. They still make it long and they still, I mean, you look at, you know, they, you, you look at when they went to Boston and at the country club and, 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 and it was short, but it was, I mean, those fairways were those and they made it hard. And then it was, even if you hit the fairway, you'd have to cut it into the fairway to keep it from, to keep it in the fairway. If you, if you got it moving, turning the wrong way, I mean, that ball was going in the rough, no matter where it hit in the fairway. So that skill level is there, but they have to roll back that ball. They think because of those golf courses, you got to understand when I was out, when I, when I was in college, you didn't think about lifting a weight. Right now, these these kids are are called these kids' weight programs are better than mine was at the at the university where I was just at, and so they're only going to get better. They're only going to get bigger. They're only going to get stronger. Um, I know you're not supposed to say the the live players, but Dustin Johnson was really the first really good athlete. I mean, I think if you would, I think he could have played basketball in college if if that was his focus. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, and and that's the thing. I mean, the guy's forty years old can still dunk a basketball. So you know, that's a big difference. And so, you know, the athlete's always going to get better, right? It always is always going to find a way. And and on tour, they are eight hours a day. They're finding a way to get better. I mean, heck, and I mean, so, cool. Bill Mickelson even went through a total body transformation at what, yeah. 48, 50. I mean, he's, he's still doing it. Yeah. He and then he won the PJ championship at 50. Yeah. I mean, you he's, know, he's gaining, gaining distance on his drives and everything. He's hitting, yeah. hitting bombs, baby. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you're going to find ways. I mean, you know, my club, he, my club had speed slowed down 12 miles an hour and I still hit it just as far. I mean, the equipment, everything, you just got better, bigger athletes. They're going to get just better and bigger athletes, you know? Go, yeah, go, so go. speaking about that, Matt, um, I know you're still competitive. You like you like hit around with the boys. You know, the club head speed's gone down. So what's, what's in the bag this year for 2024? Yeah, uh, well, the QI-10, uh, the core one, the just the stock, um, and then, uh, and then the three wood max. I kind of like. I like that little lower profile with the the Tiger Woods tumbler shaft in there. Um, and then my uh, I, that pin crossover is the hybrid. Um, and then four iron through uh, wedge is uh, is the seven seventies tailor made. Uh, my my pitching wedge is an is old school. It's uh it's an old 730 forged. Uh, I think it's from like 2015. I, I won't get rid of that club. And then uh my new the, the new wedges, MG4s, uh they're awesome. I'm I'm telling you, I I I I just can't believe how much wedge 
wedges have come along and especially on TaylorMade side of it, um, what they've done. And then uh, I'm old now, man. I, I got, I got the lab broomstick, me, Adam Scott and Lucas Glover are going to have putting contests out there. So, um, but that's, what's in the bag for this year. Um, it's uh, like I said, I, I, I really enjoying the top half of my golf bag and then really enjoying the, the bottom half of my golf bag for a change. You think now, that, do you have any problem with those 770s going like sharp right or sharp left? No, uh, you know, the funny thing is the center of the club face is still kind of uh kept the ball online. I, I know those 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 that severe toe and that inside, you know, rocket shot. I, I I've although I did I you know I have one of the kids here. I, I should get your oh how about Tiger Woods' shank right there? As soon as we talk about this, like look over on 18 and Tiger just shanks it. So uh but he's got a heck of a short game. But uh I had a kid actually caddy for me uh that's here today, and he'll tell you I hit the purest shanks that anybody's ever seen. Uh I'm 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 still the one that can hit it in the hosel and still get it airborne. So uh but yeah, no. But those seven seventies—if you hit them in the center, they're actually pretty good. It's it's a it's a lost art, I tell you. Well, Tiger Woods actually has a seven seventy three iron, so it depends on where he was hitting it. John's John's just making fun of me because I've got some seven seventies, and I just I couldn't hit them. Before we came to your place, we were at another another friend of ours, and I man, it, it was a it was a hell of a show. John's got some really good pictures of some. Uh, right off the hosel white marks <laughs> yeah yeah well i hate to tell you but the, the greatest fix to that is a six dollar sponge so yeah. uh uh and some duct tape you, you you just put that thing next to the toe and about two thousand swings later you, you won't do that anymore I, I i promise you so uh matt are you doing any um competitive leagues this year uh, I mean, what's your what's your playing schedule look like? I mean, back in the day when I was getting lessons from you, you were probably maybe what ten or twelve rounds a year only. Yeah, slammed. I mean, does that has that opened up now that you're only teaching? Uh, you being able to go out and, and play some more? Yeah, it is. Uh, so I, I will. I'll play state senior. I'll do U.S. Senior Open qualifier. I'm probably going to do three or four uh, Monday qualifiers well now thursday qualifiers to get in the monday qualifiers on a couple of champions tour events um i'll probably get ready i think i might go one more time to q school um if it was a 54 hole tournament I, or a 39 hole tournament last time i was at q school i would have made it to the final stage but uh had to play a few more other holes and and that unfortunately but yeah it has opened up I, you know one of the main reasons why i i didn't play for 15 years was because, you know, I, I focused a lot of energy on, on teaching a lot of focused a lot of energy on coaching and I focused energy on my daughter. Um, uh, you know, I, I still remember my last, uh, mini tour event, which was in Blytheville, Arkansas. And I, I shot 16 under and finished 25th. And, and, and I really felt like I played well and I, and I played with Casey Wittenberg that final round and, and and I watched him shoot 64. And if, if I would have putted it for him, he would have shot at least 60 and I'm not a very good putter. So, so, I mean, it was insane. And I, and I just remember, I'm like, you know what, it's time for me to, 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 to focus my attention on that. So 
it's been nice now because I, I, I have those, um, juices again. Uh, had a great conversation last year at the state senior with Craig Bowden and just telling him like my nerves, my nerves are worse now than when I was in, in 10 years old. Uh, and, but it's, it's because of now I have an expectation when I was 10, I just wanted to make sure I finished around so I could get a Coke and a candy bar. Um, so I, I I did some of the next tour events uh, on TrackMan this year, which uh, I, I I cashed in a few of them. So that that made me feel pretty good um, that I can compete now with players that are all over the world, and and there's not a lot of fifty year olds playing on that because you're you're playing. You know, we we played Medina for one of them. You played seventy seven hundred yards. You know, so. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm really getting back into it. I, I'm looking forward to the next couple of years. I'm going to give myself to, to 60 and, and uh, get back and get competitive and I'm doing golf forever. Uh, so I'm hopefully at 341 at 51, maybe when I get to 52, I'll be 331. So um, then that will just change everything. So, but, uh, but I'm really looking forward to this year. I think I'm going to try to play at least, seven to seven to 10 events. Um, and, and I also think too, my, when I, when I'm playing, my teaching gets better. My, my, my thought processes, if you look at, you know, my, my 15 state champions that I've taught from Texas to Alabama and Illinois and Indiana, um, it was all while I was playing pretty much. So, um, you know, I, 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 I know what they're feeling. I know those juices. I know what, I know of what feeling pressure is and, and how to, how to hit a good shot in pressure and how to deal with a bad shot in pressure. So, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm glad you asked that question. So yeah. So hopefully a few more under par rounds this year and, uh, and, uh, and can get comfortable. Uh, that's what I'm excited about. Well, that's, uh, getting out there on the, uh, um, the senior tour or whatever you want to call it. I can't, I'm blanking on the name. That's, that's yeah, like the, the champions. Yeah. You, champions. You're, you're tour. Champion. You, you can't, that's seniors like discriminatory. You can't do that. <laughs> uh, the season citizens champions. Exactly. Tour. <laughs> is you that, know, the, that's the like the hardest parts. ticket to punch, isn't it? It is. It, it, and it's only going to get worse when tiger gets out there. So, you know, like I said, I, I, I want to do it just from a competitive standpoint, see where I need to see where my game is, see where it needs to improve for the following year. And, and uh, you know, if I get my tour card, that's one thing, but I'm really not going there. And I know this sounds bad, but I'm really not going there to get my tour card. I'm getting, I'm going there to get better and right. then try to Monday. And I think that's your best bet. Now. I mean, you look at Steven Alker, you know, he Mondayed in and then just hit the road running and, and, you know, that's, and that's that one thing, you know, because like, it was funny. I, I you know, John asked the, or talked about something just a little bit earlier, but it just, interest me when I was down there because I was like, you know, they don't play the yardages that they say that they are on television. And, and one of the champions tour uh, rules officials says, son, nobody wants to see old people make bogeys. So, you know, birdies are birdies are what sell, right? I mean, all right. we all love the U S open, but uh, you know, if we had to watch that every week, you know, they, they, the live tour and the PJ tour would have the same amount of people watching. So, um, and, 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 you know, so, but that's what you got to learn. And, and like you said, I mean, 
the scores really haven't changed from our age group because our mindset really hasn't changed all that much. We still think that same way, but we, we manage better. Um, so yeah, I, I know the, my adult ADD and my answering comes full circle, but you know, you, you want to be able to, to compete and, and at that older age set, you know, you, you know, you, you got to go out there and make a lot of birdies and it changes your mindset because it's just, those guys are so good. They really are good. And it's a closed circuit and, and uh, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta just hit lightning in a bottle because you're not guaranteed. You're they only give out 36 cards a year to, to keep. And then they only give five cards uh, out at, the, at tour school. So uh, you think about it, only 41 exempt players, and there's 88 people in the field. So, you know, there's a lot of Mark O'Mara still out there. But people want to see Mark O'Mara. And, and, you know, I, I I think I would like to think I'm a lot funnier than Mark O'Mara. And I definitely will hit a lot funnier shots than Mark O'Mara. For sure. Uh, but, you know, and, and, and I think the Champions Tour is going to change quite drastically because, you know, there's still a lot of the John Daly guys on, on, on the champions tour, you know, even though they work out and they do everything, but you know, they, they still like to have a cocktail or two. Um, and now you look at these kids and, you know, I mean, a cocktail to them is a protein shake. That's got extra whey in it. You know, I, I mean, when <laughs> I was out there playing, you know, watching guys drinking Jack Daniels in a, in a tall with no ice, you know, that was, that was working out. Yeah, 16 ounce curls at a time. Exactly. We we still do that uh down here. And, so and I know you really like all this competitive. Um, and I, I, I'm awesome. I'm so excited to reach back out uh this summer and to see how that's going for you. Um, you still play around with the guys like you know, um you know, Mark Martin. I know he was pretty competitive. You yeah. guys would go out sometimes, throw some, you know, just five bucks, you know, friendly, friendly wagers around. Yeah. Gambling and debauchery, we call it on Wednesdays. So yeah. yeah, Wednesday afternoons, they're good. You know, we, 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 we do, we get a lot of, a lot of heated, funny games and uh, you know, it, it's good when we get a good group. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing that you might get a hundred point and a dollar a point game going, uh, and it's fun you know exactly. your ego gets a little hurt at the end but the beverages afterwards equal out but it that has helped me actually i i really i really enjoy playing on that wednesdays with the guys with mark martin and and dave small my old caddy oh yeah uh, small loop the loop you know you ask loopy how how did you play and he tells you how much money he won or lost it's never a score so um yeah, it's fun. It's fun playing with Mark and Wade, and you know that group's grown to about twelve guys, and and uh, we're getting ready to go down to Biloxi here in in a couple weeks, and uh, that ought to be fun. The the last round, we got a great match set up with uh, Mark Martin and um, uh, uh, Wade is going to be my partner, and a guy by the name of uh, uh, Skip. Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting his last. I'm for, uh, Oh. See, this is what 13 concussions will do for you. Don't worry, when we get <laughs> off the podcast, I'll text it to you. There you and, go. Uh, but it's we'll a great one. We, we have we have we have some it is it, it, it you know the last time we played together, uh, you know, uh I think the high round was 71. 
And, and, you know, we had like, we probably had eight bunnies in, in that round. Uh, John knows the game. I mean, eight bunnies is, is a lot. So, yeah. uh, and so it, it's a fun game. It's really fun. And, uh, you know, um, and, and so Tennyson, there you go. Dan Tennyson. See, there you go. See, this is amazing. It's how all coming back, it. baby. It is. It is. You know, that brain fog is really good. Um, that, that's why I take a caddy so I can get from the first hole to back to the clubhouse. Not to, to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. so, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, it's a, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun day. I, I enjoy gambling with the guys. Um, and, and I do, and, and I think that's a lost art. I think, uh, you know, I grew up, you know, there was always something on the line playing for a candy bar and, yeah. and that competitive side is, is really kind of gone away. It's more, um, and, and, and I had a kid last night in the junior class. I said, tell me, you know, tell me what PJ junior league means to you. He goes sportsmanship. And I said, really? I said, you don't like, he goes, no, I don't look at wins and losses. And I'm like, do you win much or do you lose much? He goes, I lose a lot. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, like, and, and what's funny is he's a really talented kid. And I go, do you want to start winning more? And I go, yeah. I said, then start thinking about it. You know, but <laughs> I said, win, win gracefully lose gracefully um that's that's sometimes the hard part it is i mean coach wells he was our assistant golf coach at laporte you know and we'd get one free pro v uh for all of our matches and then on our practice rounds he would play us for our pro v's yeah so like, and that was like a big deal back then if you got a you know three or four dollar brand new pro v for free like you held that deer so you wanted to beat coach wells yeah exactly and and that's good you know like that's what I, I, the one thing I, you know, I did a lot with the kids when I was in college was, is I would, I would, uh, you know, I, we, we, we'd gamble for tees, right. And cause you can't gamble in the great NCAA. So, you know, to make it interesting, I would always gamble for tees. And then, you know, the, the funny thing is, is it, it's like, you know, the kids actually started, it was funny. We, they would go to tournaments with golf courses that would have free tees and you'd see them just digging in there and i'm like what are you guys grabbing all those teeth for and they go well we gotta have them so when we play you coach and so so you know that's fun you know and, and that's what's good i yeah. love i love competing i i'm and i and, and i wish there was more trash talking in golf i i love trash talking it's it's so much fun i can't wait we got a steve and i have a a match against your boy jeremy allen uh oh. coming up this summer so the steve and i will do a two-man one best ball against the pro so well, really hey, you know, I I think I should be an invited in. You know, I mean, for that, so we'll we'll give a few extra bumps. I, I'll take I'll take Jeremy. I I hey, I heard he's hitting it long now. I mean, two ten off the tee. I oh, mean, it, it's going to be solid. Yeah. Well, he's gotten worse after he started watching my swing, and he's got Steve <laughs> up on the roster coming up. So. <laughs> I don't well, know I'll, I'll be down. Invite me, and I'd love to come play. And, and uh, I, I'll uh, I'll tighten him up. I, you know, I talk a little trash. To, I can yell at him. He was my uh, he he was one of my assistants, so I can yell at him, and he'll 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 get the he'll get the gist real quick. Well, you're always invited anytime you want to play. I don't think you're a bad time, man. I think I think you can come whenever you feel like coming. Just say, hey, I'm coming down, and we'll we'll be ready. Or we can come hey, up I'm in. You guys say the word. I'll let my wife know, and we will clear the schedule. There you go. Now, um, Matt, let's get back to the business. So I know that you do, obviously, you have your kids program, the high school program, 
and then um you know just regular lessons for guys like myself or steve um what other offerings do you guys have there at, at the studio well you know we just started something this winter called the program and uh what it is is it's a one month it's a one month a three month six month nine month or 12 month program um we go down we have an analysis of your game the first the first session and we find out what is it that you need to work on your game and then we set up a practice plan for you for that month and then you get a membership here to the to the studio you get an hour a day and you can really work on what we do what we what we set up for you to do and then at the end of the month we sit down and say okay how how has this plan worked for you right how has the program worked for you and we've had a lot of success with that um so those are something and and i think it's really kind of underutilized uh for a lot of people here but uh and then um you know we're still we're in a facility right now where it's kind of tough to do a lot of things um in big groups so we don't do a lot of clinic stuff uh but that's something that's coming down in the future uh you know we've been saying it now for over three years but we're getting really close to uh, getting some property and uh, going to do something really special where uh, we won't be a driving range. We'll be a training facility. So, yeah. um, and then that will really offer up, like, I think the plan will really become, or the program will really become a big deal. Um, I really like that part. We're really big in the club, uh, club fittings. Um, that's been really big for us. Justin Holt, who's, who's uh, my counterpart and just a phenomenal young man and does an awesome job. I, I learn more from him every day about club fitting and, and that's, what's been really good. So those are things that we offer um, that I feel like we do a very good job at. And, uh, and, you know, we, we have an extensive amount of, of equipment now so that, you know, we fit all players. Now um, I I'm really like the sound of that one month, three month, nine month program. Uh, because Jeremy kind of did that for me. And then I actually had that Bushnell um uh simulator in the ground. Yeah. So I'd go get a lesson and then just like 45 minutes every night I would just go practice what he told me. He'd take videos and say, This is what I want you to do, dumbass. Like feel like a three quarter swing, and then I'd go practice it. And then next month I'd come back and he had me dialed. And all of a sudden summer came and then there went the practicing yeah but, i mean it was it was night and day just taking a half hour a day 45 minutes of getting a lesson and then practicing what you know was just preached to me yeah it and, dropped and I me think like it, five points yeah and, and and you're not you're not uh you're not any different than anybody else I, you know and the big thing is it's it's like being an alcoholic right the first part is admitting and what a lot of people don't do is you know they don't they take a lesson and then they think it's going to work forever. You know, it's, you got to take a lesson and then you got to keep working at, it. and then you got to come back with questions. Um, and you're right. You know, summertime people come and then, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to go play nine holes than it is to go to the range and, and put your Bushnell down there and, and, and drive out some numbers, right. And making sure that you're staying on track Nine holes and gambling is a lot more fun. I'm going to be the first one to tell you. 
but you know, it's that discipline side of it. You know, am I, am I there for, what am I there for? Am I there to get better? Am I, or am I there for, you know, just, just camaraderie and, and, and neither one is wrong, you know, but you, you've got to decide and then commit to it. Don't, don't bitch about playing bad when you don't practice, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, gotta, it, you gotta do the work to get the results. Exactly. You know, and, you know, I, I, I still like to, you know, I throw a club once a year just to know that the, let the other clubs know that they could go in airborne. And people go, <laughs> why do you throw the club? You acted so unprofessional. I'm like, really? Have you ever watched a, a, a professional golfer hit a bad shot? Remember what, you know, uh, 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 what was that guy's name? I just had it. The, the, the Thunderbolt, you know, he'd say always, if you're going to throw a club, make sure you throw it towards the hole you're walking towards so you don't have to walk backwards. And, right. you know, and, and, but I do that once a year because, you know, I, I, I want to remember and it makes me go practice. It makes me, it makes me go work on, you know, I've, I've, I've had a move. My, my last lesson with George Thomas was 15 years ago and, and, and I still work on it every day because I can't do it. And, 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 and I say can't now because I've, I've tried, I still hit at least a hundred to 200 golf balls a day. Um, and I still can't do it, but I can do it left-handed, which is awesome. So I'm really looking for some catastrophic uh, injury so that I can start playing left-handed. I feel so much better about my golf swing. Yeah, that's, that's why I'm going to Jeremy. Cause that's what my last coach said. It was the, there's a good chance I might be left-handed. Maybe I should move on to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, too, Steve, pickleball is becoming really popular too. So I've, it, I've looked it, into it. <laughs> it's a consideration. <laughs> it's yeah, I, 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 I hear you. It's, you know, but the one great thing is that that's, that's the beauty of our game. And, 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 and I really appreciate guys like you that are doing these types of things because, you know, we look too much on television and we look too much at all the greats and, and, and we don't realize that, you know, the best golfer that, that a club has is the guy who shoots 95 and comes back every week to do it. Right. You know, and, and we forget about that guy and, and, you know, we kind of boohoo him, but that's who, that's who golf's really meant for. And, you know, I, people will tell you, I'm not a fan of the handicap system, but I do like playing a guy that's, that shoots 95 and with his handicap, he beats me. And, you know, it's a story to him and, right. you know, it's, it's not a story if I, if I beat him and, but it's a story when he beats me, even with his handicap and, you know, the, the bad thing is, is that I'm still a very competitive person, but I'll, I'll, I'll really congratulate that person. And deep down, I'm, I'm proud of them, you know, cause some way, yeah. I mean, some way, shape or form, I hope I helped along the way, not even from a lesson, just playing golf. You know, we've all played with better players and, and it's, it's amazing how the more we do it, our games elevate. And so, uh, but again, we, we have to remember that this game's really designed for bad golfers and 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 make it enjoyable make it for what it's really worth you know three to four hours with your buddies you know and hanging out and and poking fun at one another and you know steve when you hit a bad shot i mean the the i mean johnny will tell you i'll, I'll ride somebody hard but at the end of the day i'll give you a tip at the end you know and and i'll you know i'll, I'll tell people all the time like really you'd call that a good shot oof you know but I love that. I, I love I love breaking people's backs and and busting chops with people. But I want them to know it's fun. 
you know um it, it, it's it's it this game is about having fun and it's, and it's about you know what level of fun do you want to have what what does fun look like to you i i you know in shooting 95 for a lot of people like you know is fun and and it's and it's fun to hang out with your buddies and and, and compete and, and buy beers and at the end of rounds and and so it's oh, yeah. interesting you know? Yeah, it's cool because I mean our friends group has anywhere from you know scratch plus even plus handicaps down here, all the way to you know we got a couple guys that are probably plus twenty you know yeah and then seeing some of our newer guys that come in and you know they go from shooting the low hundreds to breaking ninety you know it's like awesome like I I love now I'm finally seeing your handicaps catching up with your actual scores because yeah. I'm not getting my ass beat every time. I'm yeah. Gambling again. Well, and, and that is, you know, and, and, and your, your guys' organization, um, you know, you're, you're, you're bringing in the masses and then, you know, you got to remember the better players make the back half better and, and, you know, don't be a golf snob, you know, you know, play with anybody, play with, play with the guy who shoots 110. I, I, I remember when I was the golf pro at Michigan city and everybody go, Gosh, you know, the guys in the city tournament that shoot 120, I don't know why they do it. I said, because they're having fun and they're competing. And and they go, yeah, but they hold up the whole golf course. I said, you know, it's funny. I time every round. And I go, the guy who shoots 120 plays in 350 in a tournament, holding out all of his putts, and the better players play in five hours. Yep. Amen. So, you, you know, it's like, and trust me, that guy's having a lot more fun because – he gets done with his round, asked me if I could take the cart, and I'd always let the guys take their carts back out and watch the better players, and they loved it. You know, they'd, they'd have a few beers. They, they'd actually gamble a little bit on some shots, and, and it oh, was yeah. fun, you know. And, and uh, and you know, so, again, I, I, that's why I always feel like we as a, as a profession don't realize and, or appreciate the guy that's the mediocre golfer. And, and 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 wants to be a little bit better, but isn't like going, my gosh, you know, I've got to take 10 hours a day to get better. And so I love it. You know, I, I, I that's the, that's what I love so much about this game. It It's funny how just it all really, it circles back to mindset. But uh, I want to tell you this story. We had our uh, Ryder Cup and we were out on the Donald Ross course. And uh, this guy, I'll give a shout out to Todd Cook. He he gets hits a bad shot with his hybrid and snaps it over his knee. And some guys were giving some, you know, a little bit of crap about it after all was said and done. He goes, well, you know what? Never hit another bad shot with that. So I'm pretty sure it was the right decision. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's the, that is, and that's, what's great about that. Right. I mean, I love that. And, and people are going, gosh, you're, you're condoning breaking clubs. Well, I helps me, helps me make a living. So it's all good. No, I'm, but you know, it's 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 part of the game, and and uh, you know, it, and I love it because the comments the best, right? That that club's never going to hit another bad shot. There you go. <laughs> and it never um, did. <laughs> it never did. And, and, and you know, it's always funny because I I remember going back when I was in my early twenties and and out playing and and I'll never forget I was in Vero Beach, Florida, and a guy. I, I couldn't tell you this guy's name to this day, but played really poorly. Um, and the guy, he just gets behind his car, goes to put his clubs in his car, and they just 
looks at him for a second, takes him back out, lays him down underneath the tire, and just backs up and backs <laughs> over him, and then just takes off. And I'm like sitting there going, what just happened right there? Yeah. And the next thing, you know, I'm like going, I bet you this guy probably missed the cut. And, and I think that might have been his last event. Uh, but those are what, you know, that's what's great. You know, we, we we watch these guys explode. and But to them, it really means something. And, uh, you know, they, they sometimes feel that, you know, what they shoot is what their worth is in life or what their value is to somebody. And, you know, I tell all of my students, I said, you, you know, if, if it came down to what you shoot, is how I'm going to like you, then I'd have a very, I'd have a very small friend group. And, you know, that, 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 that score is never going to value the person that you are and be proud of shooting, you know, 95. I mean, I shot my highest professional round last year and, and owned it, you know, uh, and made, made a couple of excuses. You know, if I would have hit it five feet a different way, I probably would have made a bogey instead of a triple. So, you know, I mean, I would have saved two shots five feet but it is what it is and you own up to it and that's it you know, and and yeah. I, i'm still the same guy whether i shot 85 or you know 60 doesn't matter you know it just doesn't matter at the end of the day yeah, yeah I, I think i mean going back to summers at beachwood and me and pinker pink out there playing with his co-worker russ klein you know my favorite rounds weren't when i shot my best rounds my favorite rounds were in russ and pinker pink shot their worst rounds because I would just ride them and we would laugh, you know, somebody chunks a shot and they just look straight down. It's like, those are the memories and that's the stuff that I'd look forward to. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those were, those were fun times, you know, I and mean, they are, I mean, I, I, I gotta tell you, you know, the best rounds of golf are with, but even now with my buddy, you know, Steve Brooks, I mean, that guy can, he, he's a, he's a five, He's a five simulator golfer, five handicap simulator golfer, 22 handicap outside. Uh, you know, I keep telling him, I said, you're I'm like, the reverse. I could... oh, yeah. I mean, it's like horse racing. If I could find a way to put blinders on that guy, it would be awesome. And, and I ask him all the time, it's like, how do you do that? And he goes, well, you're never going to lose a golf ball inside. I mean, if you hit it in the water, it comes right back to you. Here, you hit it out of bounds. It's no big deal. And, uh, and, and, and it's so funny. And one time many years ago, about 15 years ago or 20 years ago, he, sh he shoots 78. And then the next round out, of course, you know, the 10 shot rule was in effect, but this time it was the 20 shot rule and he shoots 98 and, and he's just complaining up a storm. And I go like this, I said, dude, you need to lower your expectations. You know, he didn't talk to me for a month. And then all of a sudden he goes, you know what? He goes, you're right. I really do. I go, yeah. I go, you just took your best round and made it terrible, you know, because you went out and shot 98 the next one. And I'm like, dude, the end of the day, you still own a bar. That's how you make a living, you know? So don't judge yourself by that. Lower that expectation. Don't raise it. So yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how this game goes. And, and, you know, it's like, you know, the level of golfers that you teach, you know, that's one of the things that I ask him all the time. It's like, what do you want out, out of this lesson? What do you want out of the game? And, you know, the best one ever was when I was teaching out at Briarleaf. I had a guy, wife got him four lessons for Christmas, and he comes out in the spring, and you could just tell. Like, this guy didn't want to be there one second, not even a minute. 
And I about halfway through, I said, Hey, I said, can I ask you a question? I go, do you even want to be here? He goes, no. I go, why are you here? He goes, I just started playing golf two years ago. And I go, okay. And he goes, yeah, my wife thinks I need to get better at this game. She goes, she doesn't understand. She goes, she won't let me go to the bar anymore. So I used to go to work and I would go to the bar and I'd be there for an hour. He goes, I'd have three beers and two shots every day. He goes, she doesn't understand. She goes, she just made this great for me. Because now I get to drink for two hours every day after work. I play nine holes and on the weekends, I get to go, I get to go drink for five hours because I tell her we play in four and then we have to have drinks afterwards. And now I'm I, I'm I'm not in the bar anymore. He goes, and I looked at him, I said, Do you want your money back for these lessons? He goes, Yeah. I go, Well, you're not getting this money back, but I'm gonna pay you back for the other three. I go, go have a good time. Your wife just bought you a couple of months worth worth of drinks. And and the guy loves it. And I see this guy still to this day, and he's still the same way. You know, he goes, Yeah, he goes, I've just played golf for 20 years now. He goes, It's fun. It's just fun, <laughs> you know. So it's great, you know. And that's that's what you got to understand with golfers. What do you want out of them? And what is what does golf look like to you? Hundred yeah. percent, Matt. We um, probably Steve is probably getting ready to say this. We want to be respectful of your time here, and I know we've been on for, you know, a little bit, but um, we will throw up your link obviously on our on our pages. Um, and share all your social so people know how to get a hold of you is is still going through the website or picking up the phone and and calling the shop the best way uh, yeah pick up the phone lesson. yeah we're still old school pick up the phone I, I i couldn't even tell you what our website is so yeah i'll, I'm, I'll I'm send you good. the link there you go please do <laughs> <laughs> i need it somebody goes hey you know you haven't updated your website i'm like i couldn't even tell you what it looks like so <laughs> so yeah the best way to get a hold of us is through the phone uh, you know, 219-380-5289, uh, you know, get a hold of Tia. She's in control. So awesome. she is the boss. Love it. Can I, can I put her, you care if I link her email on there? Is that, is that going to be all right? No, go right ahead. Okay. Nope, that's fine. All right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in everybody to another episode. We're very appreciative of Matt Blair coming on with us. I hope everybody enjoyed all his, uh, stories and hopefully we can uh steal him away maybe for a couple of events or at least get him on the uh, video so we can whoop jeremy allen's ass that'd be pretty cool but uh thanks matt for coming on and uh you guys have a good evening hey thanks for having me guys and uh really appreciate what you're doing and keep it up and yeah anytime you need me i'll be there like john bon jovi i'll be there for you Thanks, Matt, for joining us, and we'll be there for you too, bud. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Two Dudes, One Cart. We appreciate you listening. Please remember to like, follow, and subscribe, and check out all of our social media platforms. Remember, we will be posting a little bit more of a lesson that Matt Blair was giving on YouTube. Thank you, and have a good evening.